0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على سيدنا ونبينا أبي القاسم المستفع محمد وعلى آله الطيبين الطاهرين لا سيما بقية الله في الأرضين أجمع الله تعالى فرجه الشريف. We've been uh, studying Hadith from Usul Al-Kafi, the section on Dua. We finished the first chapter. The second chapter is entitled Babu and Dua Salahul Mu'min. This is the chapter uh, containing Hadith which confirm that prayer is like a weapon for the believers. There are several hadiths in this chapter. The first hadith is from Imam Sadiq Alayhi Salam. Rasulullah Rasulullah said: dua mu'min wa wal Prayer, supplication is the weapon for the believer. A moment in his battle against Shaitan, against his commanding soul, al ammare, which asks him to do bad things, needs a weapon. And there is no weapon better than prayer, better than supplication. Because when you are For example, a soldier in battle, you need to be connected to the commander, to the headquarter, to the people who can support you and back you up. Dua is to connect to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to connect to the unlimited source of power and support and care. So there is nothing that can replace du'a when we are faced with challenges. And is the pillar of religion. Uh, as I said before, when we say as-salat to din prayer, daily prayer is the pillar of the faith. The reason is because the daily prayer is a type of du'a, actually the best type of du'a is salat because it connects you to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so it keeps the faith like a tent intact and upright if prayer if connection to Allah if calling Allah is removed this tent will collapse and is the light of the skies and the earth because so, if there is any light in the skies and the earth is a reflection of the light of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, for the skies and the earth to be able to reflect the light of Allah, they need to be remembering Allah. They need to do tasbih and hamd. As you know, they do, يُسَبِّحُ لِلَّهِ مَا فِي wa وَمَا فِي so, because of their tasbih, they have light. We also can get light by praying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, we move on to the second hadith. Qala amirul mu'mineen alayhi salam. Ad-du'a mafatiha Mafatih is the plural form for Miftah, and Miftah means keys, key, and Mafatih means keys. Najah means success, victory. If you want to have the keys for success, the keys for victory, if you want to know the secrets for becoming successful, Imam Ali says that is the prayer. This can be success in a study, success in business, success in family life, success in upbringing children, success in establishing community, success in making good relation with the neighbors. Anything you want to be successful, you need to pray. And it is also the keys for salvation for happiness for felicity now Imam says what is the best type of dua dua the best type of prayer the best type of calling Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Ma and Sadranahi waqalbin the best step of dua is not understand well or decided when you see that someone has a long prayer or for example I don't know beautiful uh, recitation these are good but more important than anything else is the purity of the person who calls upon Allah if dua comes from a clean chest breast sadr sadr means like breast waqalb means heart sadr naqi clean breast and clean heart because you know heart and breast here are not physical according to the quran heart is that part of our soul which is responsible for faith for emotions for qualities and then heart is in the breast for example Allah says those people who are spiritually blind it's not because their physical eyes are blind the hearts which are in the breast are uh, blinded so in the same way that physical heart is covered and surrounded by uh, physical breast in the same way a spiritual heart is the same so the best dua is the one which is issued which is coming from or from a clean breast and clean heart so purity is very important sometimes a person who is pure may not even be able to say for example, Arabic words properly, maybe just uses his or her own language, maybe, um, for example, is not very eloquent, maybe makes a short dua, but it will be answered by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But if that purity is not there, then there is a chance that you call day and night and you will not be answered. fil Sababun najat in whispering to Allah dua can be different types sometimes you call upon Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala loudly sometimes in group inshallah we will talk about calling upon Allah in group which is very good but at the same time inshallah we will say that some duas is better to be kept private some are for the public So, there are different ways that you can call upon Allah. One way is munajat, whispering to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as if you are speaking secretly to the ear of someone. This type of close and intimate relation with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that no one else is listening to, no one else is understanding what you are saying to Allah is very good. Fil munajat sababun najat in this whisper is the cause of najat being saved salvation so in this way you can save yourself by purifying our intention purifying our actions purifying our heart which is the most important thing because more than uh, purification of action we should try to purify the heart, because although it is true that action is pure, but if the heart is not pure, then sooner or later impurities get into the actions. Sometimes in the beginning of the action, sometimes in the middle of the action, sometimes even after we finish a good action, then impurity comes, and you know you show off, you tell people. So if the heart is purified, then your actions are secured and safe. So if we have this purification, then we would have safety, we would have uh, been able to rescue ourselves from dangers. Now what should we do if we have lots of difficulties? When we are faced with threats, with attacks, with uh, lots of problems. faza When the problems that make you scream, make you shout, make you really troubled happen to you then you should call upon Allah for help, you should take refuge uh, from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah is going to support you and to back you up. So this is all about the fact that dua is helpful. Of course, the term salah is not mentioned here in this hadith, but the term keys is there and the cause for uh, safety is there. The next hadith is again from Rasulullah, like the, f- the first hadith. This is the third hadith in this chapter. Rasulullah, according to this hadith, said, "Allah أَدُلُّكُمْ Allah shall I not inform you about a weapon that would save you from your enemies we are not uh, uh, in need of weapons to attack anyone this is the weapon for securing yourself for defending yourself when you have different types of enemies internal or external Rasulullah said shall I tell you which weapon can help you which weapon can save you, yonji And in addition to that, it brings down your sustenance. It makes your sustenance shower on you. So it's not just uh, having you know one effect. It has different effects. qalu Bala. The companions who were there, they said, yes, please tell us what is that weapon that can save us against our enemies and can bring down Allah's sustenance for us day and night you should call upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not only during the day because if something is important for you you don't forget it in any time and the night is the time which is very blessed and very effective for prayer, for connection to Allah. Because the weapon of the mu'min is prayer. The fourth hadith in this chapter is from Imam Sadiq alayhi salam. قَالَ أَمِيرُ الْمُؤْمَنِينَ He quotes from uh, Imam Ali Salaam, Turs in Arabic means shield. Shield is something that secures your main parts of the body, you know, your heart, your stomach is secured through using this shield. Dua is a shield, is a protection. When you keep knocking the door, the door will be opened for you. We are all needy people. We go to the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ask for help. If you knock the door once, Maybe the door is not open for you. They want to see how serious you are. But if you knock the door frequently, then it will be opened. Like a person who is well-known, who has the habit of coming to someone, then everyone knows that this person is a person who is familiar, who is a reliable person, they should let him in some of the scholars uh, have made this beautiful example they said Satan is like a dog outside the house of Allah if the dog knows that the person is frequently coming to this house the dog would not stop him because knows that this is the friend of the landlord of the owner of the house but if someone only rarely comes to this house the dog starts barking and trying to frighten him and sending him away so the people who are used to knocking the door of Allah and calling upon help these people would not be um, sent back the the door will be open for them the next hadith is from Imam Raza alayhi salam this is the hadith number five al Raza alayhi salam annahu kana yaqulul al Imam Raza used to tell his companions, his friends, his followers alaykum salah al anbiya' You should use the weapon of the prophets. The people were surprised. What was the weapon of the prophets? Perhaps they thought of something like sword, something like a spear, but Imam said no the weapon of the prophets was dua so he said alaykum bi salah al anbiya faqila wa ma salah al anbiya what's the weapon of the prophets qala ad dua the mom said the prayer the next hadith is from imam Sadiq alayhi salam inna ad dua anfazu min asnan Prayer is sharper and penetrates more than swords. Swords, spears, you know, have very sharp um, end. And therefore, they use them, you know, if they want to push them into, I don't know, body of someone or anything, they can use it because it has very sharp end and edge dua is even sharper dua is able to penetrate into the problems into the threats risks dangers calamities more than anything else so if you want to fall apart your problems and enemies the best thing is to pray to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the last hadith in this chapter is the same had uh, very similar hadith again from Mam sadiq Ad-Dua al-Hadid. The previous one was an dua Here it says al-Hadid. From dua is sharper and penetrates more than a metal sword. Or a spear so it's the same idea so these are seven hadiths in chapter two and all of them shows show that this is an instrument that you can use to solve your problems to face the challenges to get rid of your enemies to secure yourself and to achieve success the third chapter is a collection of few hadiths and the title is Anna Dua Yaruddul al Du'a is so powerful that can even send back the calamities which are supposed to come to you or kava, the decree which is decided for you. Before dua maybe it's decided that a problem happens but du'a can stop that maybe before du'a for example your life is planned to be certain age but du'a can extend it or your sustenance is limited du'a can make it more so the title that the uh, Shaykh Qulayni has given to these hadith is "Baabu Anna Dua يَرُدُّ الْبَلَاءَ وَالْقَضَاءَ Dua can send back the calamities and the decree of Allah. Let us read few hadiths and then inshallah I stop. The first hadith is the hadith that the narrator doesn't mention the name of Imam but it's very likely that it is from Imam Sadiq so it is a hadith that sometimes for the sake of taqiyyah they didn't mention the name of the Imam I heard Imam saying إِنَّ يَرُدُّ يَنْقُضُهُ كَمَا يَنْقُضُ السِّلْكَ وَقَدْ a Brahma. Dua is capable of changing the situation. Because, you know, what is planned for us and what is decided for us is very much depending on our performance as well. We don't decide everything 100%. Part of the decision is because of what other people do. Parts of the decision is because of the natural factors because of the laws and regulations of this world there are many many things that can bear on what is finally decided for us but for sure our own performance is also very important so if you for example look after your health it's not hundred percent deciding how much are you going to live but for sure this is a very important factor If you are careful or careless, it can change a lot. If you study or don't study, this has great role in deciding how much knowledge you are going to have. It's not 100% in your control, but for sure what you do has some impact. One of the most important factors that sometimes we may underestimate because we mostly look for material factors one of the most important ones actually is not material it is spiritual and that is dua prayer another is sadaq charity another is being uh, kind to your kinship especially if you are kind to your parents so these are the factors that on top of everything that you do in this world would change the situation in your favor so if you want to make sure that the best is planned for you and the best is decided for you, you should be frequently praying and calling upon Allah. Even when something is decided, that is decided prior to this new factor. So the qaza means the overall decision is that, for example, you would have this type of, I don't know, situation. For example, you should be poor. But with Dua, which means to bring a new factor, then Qaza can change. Because as we know, Qaza and Qadar are not predestined. Qaza and Qadar are dependent on our free actions as well. If you sit under a wall which is collapsing, so you will die. If you go and sit in another place, you will save yourself. You know, once Amir al-Mu'min was sitting under a wall, and Imam saw that the wall is not secure, so he left. Someone said, are you escaping and running away from Allah's Qaza? Imam said, no, I'm running from one Qaza to Qadr, which means, or one Qaza from Qaza, which means I'm... Uh, aware that if I am here, this is going to happen. If I am going to a safe place, that is going to be a new scenario, that's going to be a new situation. So, there is no way to run away from Allah's decision. But Allah's decision itself depends on our performance. So, Imam said, dua can change the situation. Can return or send back the qada, which is coming to you because it's a new factor that you are bringing. The second hadith is Sam'i'u to Abel Hasan This is from Imam Kazim Ya'ul, Inna du'a yaruddu ma qad quddara wama lam yuqaddara Qultu wama qad quddara araftuhu fama lam yuqaddara قَالَ <laughs> It's beautiful hadith. Imam Alayhi said, dua can change the situation with respect to the qadr, to the measure, to the planning of Allah, whether it is decided or not. The person who was there said, I understand that when it is decided, what does it mean? To send back the plan which is decided, I understand. What about the one which is not decided? Imam said, if it is not decided means it prevents being decided. So, if something is decided, dua can change it. If something is not decided, the dua prevents it to become final. So, in both cases, dua is a factor that can override other factors. So you should not underestimate dua. Never say it's too late as we had in the previous session. Don't say it's already de- decided. Always we should pray and use the opportunity to try our best. The next hadith is from Imam Sadiq a. Dua is able to push back, to send back the decree, the qada which has come down from heaven and has been firm, obrima ibrama, even it has been made firm and has come down but before reaching you, you pray, you can stop it and push it back, this is the power of dua. And the next hadith, perhaps this would be my last hadith for today. Imam Raza alayhi salam quotes from Zainul Abidin alayhi salam. An al Raza alayhi salam said, "Ali ibn al alayhi salam, 'Inna du'a wal balaa la yatrafaqan ila yawm al qiyamah Prayer, supplication." And Bala. Bala sometimes means test, trial, and sometimes means calamity. Dua, prayer, and calamities or prayer and test. لَيَتَرَافَقًا. They are like friends. They come together. They accompany each other till the day of judgment. We are all to be tested and tried. We cannot run away from test we are going to test you what we need is to make sure that we have always dua with us as a support because these two should not be separate from each other dua is able to send back to push away the calamities even if they are firm they are firmly decided, they can change. So I stop here because I want to also have some chance if you have any question or comment, then inshallah we can continue with some other hadith about uh, this chapter and the next chapter, which is about dua being shifa. Dua is a source of healing and curing our illnesses and disease. So if you have any question, please put forward. Any comments? Salam. Yeah, we are using uh, Al-Kafi, Usul Al-Kafi, volume 2, page 469. So, in the second volume of Al-Kafi, there is a section, Kitab, called kitab dua uh, This is the book after the book of iman wal kufr Faith and Disbelief. So, after that, it's the section on Dua, and we are using the Hadith from the second chapter. So if you have uh, Arabic edition, it's volume 2, page 468-69.
1: Uh, you know, yourself, that bridge building between you and Allah, or uh, if you come across with some difficulties at work, or uh, you know things that are related related you know to material materialistic life, we're also referring you know that we should continuously ask Allah you know to give us a better job, or if you have difficulties at work to
0: uh, clarify some of the complexity yeah. and are you getting to that as well? Yes. Yeah. Dua is uh, for everything. Uh, we said last week even for a small things we should pray. Even Allah said to Prophet Musa pray for the salt of your food. So, for going to sleep, for waking up, uh, for Anything you can imagine, going to work, being successful in your work, in your business, in your study, in family life, for your health, for everything that you can imagine, for other people, we should pray. For the dead people, for living people, for the people who have rights upon us, for the people who have problems in their life, anything that you can imagine can be a good reason for prayer, and we should have... uh, a very wide a spectrum for our du'a we should not limit it to any area of life because if we limit it, it means that for the rest of the life, we don't need support from Allah, which is not the case we need support for everything of course, a moment tries to prioritize so I shouldn't spend most of my time of du'a on asking for worldly things I should ask for worldly things but not in the sense that I give priority to them. We should ask for everything but the priority should be for something which would have long-term impact like forgiveness, closeness to Allah, uh, success in our uh, spiritual life, being able to serve Imam Mahdi Sharif, being able to have good family, good children, generation after generation. So these are the things that for sure have priority but otherwise we should pray for everything, even if it may not be uh, very significant in our eyes. But everything which we take from Allah is significant, and we are very much in need of that.
1: Thank you very much, Malona. One comment, uh, I heard that Fatima, uh, Zahra, alaikum, she never prayed for herself, always. Uh, she put aside her time for uh, praying for people. Now, is... Is that one the delicacy of the pray for us as well, meaning, you know, that the fact that Allah knows what is, you know, what you need as a result. If you pray for others, that
0: become a catalyst that Allah would actually deliver your wishes as well. Yeah. Uh, Lady Fatima, when was asked, you know, why you pray always for, for example, um, or many times for others, she said, Al-Jar from Maddar. You first pray for your neighbor, then for yourself. So, you pray for yourself, but in order to be a kind person and in order to avoid being selfish, you pray for, first for other people. When you pray for other people, then Allah gives you what you ask for them and also gives them what you ask for them. So, whenever you want to be successful in your dua and you want something, you fund it for other people. So if you want health, ask Allah to give health to others then for yourself. If you want good children, ask Allah to give others good children and then yourself. So anything that you ask for other people, Inshallah, Allah will give them and also will give you because Allah wants us to be generous. One way of being generous is to be generous in your duas. You should pray for others, you should ask Allah for their success in this way. A very good relation of friendship is established and maintained. You cannot hate someone when you pray for that person. So sometimes people tell me, "You know, I feel negative towards some people. What should I do?" I should. I say, pray for them. If you pray for them, then Inshallah, this negativity will go away, and Allah would restore the relation between you and them. Inshallah
1: selfish I have one
0: more question uh uh
1: uh to ask um I thought uh but now I can move on uh it's uh, is it is it uh, appropriate to ask a lot sometimes when we have difficulties, we remember Allah, so for that reason, you know, is it appropriate to ask Allah, or be happy with the fact you know, that you uh, are facing difficulties, uh, you know, whether it's work environment or family or, you know, anything you come across, uh-huh. day or, is that one is not permissible?
0: Yeah. You know, when we are faced with problems, we have to be patient so we don't complain to Allah about what is happening to me uh, in the sense that I think that Allah, for example, is not kind enough or Allah is not supporting enough. No, I, I should be patient, but at the same time, there is no problem in asking Allah for removing uh, the problem. What is important is that it should be done in the way which would not contradict our um, Pleasure being pleased with Allah. So I can say to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that please you know give me shafa. This illness that I have, please give me shafa. This is very good to ask. But at the same time I should say Allah that I'm not complaining about this and you know better what is the best for me. But if possible, please you know give me shafa. for example, if I have no house or I have a small house, I can ask Allah for a large house. But I should say, only I ask you this if you think this is my interest and if you are pleased with this. I am not pushing, I am not insisting on this in the sense that na'uzubillah would lead to being displeased with your decision. But if it's possible, you know, like sometimes I say this example. If you have a child that comes to you and says that I know that how much you have done for me I am grateful to you I can never thank you enough but could you please for example also buy a bicycle for me I know you have lots of other expenditure I know that you know what is best for me but if possible could you please also buy a bicycle for me so for sure you will do your best to buy bicycle for him if you can afford and this is good for that person But if someone comes to you and says, you know, you have never done anything for me, what situation I have, you know, everyone is better than me, look at other parents, what they do for their children. So if you don't buy bicycle for me, I am not going to speak to you. This way then would lead to destruction. So even if the parents buy bicycle for you, you have not done something good to yourself. So there are two ways to ask Allah. One is to ask in a very content and grateful way, the other is to ask as a person who is always demanding and never satisfied and never thanked uh, enough. So if you ask in a grateful manner with being content and leaving to Allah to decide what is the best, this is very good and you can ask everything in this way that you think it's good for you. Okay nas'aluk allahumma wa nadruk, ismik al-adim al-aqvam, al-azil ajal al-akram, wah oh al-Qur'an al-Mustaqkam, Wab al Muhammadin wa' Alien Wa Fatim, Wal Hassan Al-Husain, wa tisat al-Ma'sumin m alriatul Husayn Ya Allah. Ya Allah 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 O Allah please keep us always on the right path and please save us from anything which is bad, anything that you don't like. Please enable us to serve our Imam Zaman before and after he comes. Please include us and our children, our progeny generation by generation, always inside the circle of Ahlul Bayt and let us be with them in dunya and akhirah. Please give your healing and shifa to all the people who are suffering and who are ill, who are admitted in hospital, Those who have no hope of treatment, please give everyone shifa inshallah right away. Please enrich all the poor people. Please give security to the people who live under fear. And please give your unlimited rahmah to all the people who have passed away. Our parents, for parents, our teachers, our ulama, our marajah. Everyone who has done something good to us, please give them your rahmah. And please make the last moment of our life, the best moment of our life. My pleasure, my pleasure. Inshallah, remember us your Dua, and I hope to, Inshallah, uh, meet you again, Inshallah. Hold up.